friends, it's Monique Scripp, and you are listening to the Fierce Identity Podcast. I'm a business leadership coach, and I come alongside women in business, specifically helping them overcome their roadblocks so that they can make an impact and an income. We do one-on-one coaching, group coaching, or you can be part of our Elevate coaching community. Sit back and enjoy our honest conversation. Hello. I am so glad that you are here today. We are talking today. I cannot believe we're already on episode 25. So last episode, I talked about organizations. If you did not catch that, go back and listen to episode 24, where I gave you some tips for getting organized. And today we are talking about discernment and recognizing the one voice. So I'm really like, I'm really excited to chat about this because I feel like this is an area that things just have not been talked about or people are just in a place now where, man, there's like no truth anymore. You know, there's not a level of discernment and there's just so much information that we are given that I am just like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what does it mean to have discernment and what does it mean to recognize the one voice. So I'm going to give you some different tips for how we can do that today. But choosing what we allow to speak into our life. So think about like, what are all of the things that you allow to be noise and to speak to you and the voices that you listen to and accept and the messages and all of the things? And do we separate the voices that we listen to and the voices that we don't listen to. So you asking yourself that, like just stop and think about that. Think about like, okay, what are all the things that I'm constantly having attention and um, all kinds of things like thrown at me or pay attention to, or you listen to podcasts, you listen to books, social media, like all of the voices that you listen to. Think about, are you letting those affect you? And I feel like we are in this time, you know, 2020, um, 2021, where there is so much division right now. There's division over the pandemic. There's division over politics. There's division over racism, just all kinds of things where people have different opinions and people will be on one side of it. And other people will be on the other side of it. And it's like, if you have this opinion, then you're wrong. If you have that opinion, then you're wrong. And where is discernment in all of that? Okay. So I want you to think about that and think about how can I tune all of these voices out and listen to the one voice? Because I honestly don't think, I think social media has like given us this false sense of just, um, so much being thrown at us, but I don't think that our brains were meant to have so much information, like to be on overload of just constantly bringing in all of this content and having to discern through all of this content all the time. Like, I just don't think we were made to process all of that. That's a whole other, I could do a whole other episode on that, but that's uh, not what we're here to talk about today. Anyway, so Quick story. So the house that we bought, we have lived in our house since 2015. And when we were about to, so we knew we were about to adopt our three boys. 
And we were living probably about 10 minutes away from where we live now. And so we were house shopping. Actually, my husband was out of town. And so I was house shopping. He was like fully trusted me to find us a home while he was on a business trip. But anyway, that's that's another story for another episode. Um, But anyway, so I was house shopping and we had to find something pretty quickly. And I met with our realtor and we pulled up into our current home. We pulled up into the driveway and immediately I pulled to the end of the driveway and I was like, oh my goodness, this is the house that we are buying. And I hadn't even walked into the house at all. I hadn't even seen the inside other than just pictures from online, but hadn't, had not seen inside. Um, but the thing that got my attention was we I, we pulled up to the end of the driveway and I looked out and there's this massive field. So our house actually backs up to a school and a church. It's like a school church combination. And they have their football field, their baseball field. They have a basketball court, a playground, like pretty much like for a boy mom or for a home with boys, it's like a boy mom um, dream house. <laughs> So, I mean, there was just a lot of places, like a lot of areas for the kids to play. And I was like, oh, this is it. Like, this is totally it. Um, I don't even need to see the inside. Like, our kids are going to love this place. And they have. Like, I've been so, I've loved just having the field in our backyard. But because we have this field, and it's not our property, it belongs to the church and the school behind our home. But because we have this field, a lot of people from our neighborhood will use that to go play and, you know, do different sports and work out and just all kinds of stuff. There will be people out in this field. So there is this man that I have just noticed probably the last six months to a year, maybe. I have seen him out there probably once a week where he is out there training his dog. He's got this beautiful black lab and I'll see him out there doing all kinds of different trainings, like teaching his dog obedience and training. And I have been mesmerized. Like there have been days I literally sit and <laughs> sit and watch him the entire time, like training his dog, because I'm just like blown away by how obedient his dog is. Now we have, um, or I say had, we actually just lost our dog two weeks ago and it was very, very sad. Um, but our dog, his entire life was so energetic, just extremely energetic, would constantly be jumping on people and could not calm down. I mean, just so hyper. So as I watched this other dog, I was just really intrigued by the fact that he was so obedient. Like his owner would tell him to sit, like he would have him sit on one end of the field. The owner would walk completely to the other end of the field, like laying these different cones and different things that his dog was going to be doing. And the dog would not take his eyes off of the owner. Like he had his eyes glued to his owner the whole time. Like if his owner walked one direction, you saw the dog's face like turn that direction. If the owner walked the other direction he was constantly like following him with his eyes. If the owner was up or down or whatever, however he was, like whatever he was doing, you could see the dog completely focused on his owner. And then immediately when the owner would say, okay, run or fetch or do this or whatever, like he would follow his command. So I'm just like blown away watching this whole thing. It didn't matter if there were kids playing or if my kids were out there or whatever, like the dog was not distracted because he was so focused on his owner. So 
last week I was watching this happen. Like I'm watching this and it's just immediately the thought came to mind about the verse in John 10, 27 that talks about my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And I thought about, you know, what if I had half of the level of discipline and focus that this dog had with its owner as I should listening to my shepherd's voice and listening to the one voice? Because there are so many noises and distractions that sometimes what happens is we hear this opinion and then we go follow it. And we hear that opinion and we go follow it. And then this person's doing this and maybe we should do this. That person's doing that so maybe we should do that. Well, this is somebody that I respect and they're doing this and we go follow and do that. And we have all of these different voices. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't listen to other things, but I'm saying, are those distractions from the one voice? So I'm going to give you three things to kind of think about when it comes to yourself and your own ability to discern. And what are some ways that you can really sharpen your discernment and have a deeper level of clarity and of knowing truth because there is truth. So for those who say there is no truth, you know, everybody can figure out their own truth. Everybody can figure out their own way. That's just not true. I'm just going to be honest. That's just not true. Like there is truth and there is a level of discernment. And I think now more than ever that has been clouded and people are genuinely confused. And so I'm here to say that if you are confused, like one of the things the Bible says about confusion is that it's not of God. So anytime you feel confusion, you know, God is the author of peace. And so there should never be confusion in our life. And if you are confused, it's not from him. Okay. So just know that. So I'm going to give you three different ways that you can sharpen your discernment. So the very first way, number one, is to get into God's word. So I don't know where you are with your faith. If you're like, hey, Monique, I don't know what you're talking about. Or if you are, you know, I am a believer, but I don't know that I'm necessarily strong in my faith. I want to encourage you, no matter where you are, to open up a Bible and to get into God's word. So we can't know our shepherd's voice if we don't know our shepherd. And we can't know our shepherd if we're not spending time with him. And so when I say to get in the word, like part of me is like hesitant to even say that because I'm like, oh, I don't want that to be legalistic or a rule or a something that you have to do. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I am saying like real talk here that you have to seek him by reading what he says. Like you have to know what he says. And so making this a discipline and being disciplined to get into God's word is one of the ways that you will be able to discern. Because when you're in God's word, like the first thing that it does is it clarifies truth. Like there is truth. There's not like gray areas of, oh, well, I don't know about this. Like God's word speaks truth. And so if you're reading it, you don't need to go and ask all different kinds of people their opinion. You go to God's word. And this is something I teach my children. I'm like, you know, um, I'm going to make mistakes. Like if you're looking to me to be perfect, like I am not the one because I am going to make mistakes. But really leaning on the truth of, well, what does God say about that? And really knowing like where you go to get truth. This is probably the number one area that I get conviction in because I'm constantly making mistakes and I am constantly needing to 
ask for forgiveness and recognize my weakness and apologize to my husband and apologize to my children. But if I'm just going day after day after day and I have zero self-awareness, then I'm not recognizing the areas that I need to grow. But when I get into God's word and I see like, okay, I need to be patient and loving and kind and full of compassion and all of these things that sometimes may not be natural, the word will convict you. Like it will show you and you can pray about that. And you can ask God, like, show me, give me clarity. Um, So I think that it convicts you. Another thing about getting into God's word is it gives you direction. So if you're praying about, man, what should I do next with my life? Like, what is my purpose? What is the next thing I need to be doing? In Jeremiah 33, 3, it says, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. And so part of getting into God's word is it also gives you direction. I talk a lot about vision in my business coaching and vision is basically direction. Like what direction are you headed in? And so part of getting into God's word is he will give you that direction. Like it will guide you and you will know, okay, what should I be doing? You'll be clear on on that, on what you should be doing and to find that um, direction and clarity and like next steps through getting into God's word. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is to limit your scrolling on social media. Yes, that's what I just said. So Monique, the business coach who teaches you how to build a business on social media and grow a business online is telling you to limit your scrolling on social media. Yes. Okay. So going back to what I said earlier about I don't believe that our minds were meant to, our brains were meant to handle all of the information that we constantly have. Like our brains are constantly having to filter through information. Like we have information after information after information. And our brains have to decide, okay, is this important? Is this not? Like, what do I do with that? Like, we're processing all these thoughts all day. And when we are just mindlessly scrolling social media, you might think that's like your way to unwind or whatever, but you're actually feeding additional messages that you have to get and you have to discern through. Okay. So if you're following something on social media, And I am, once again, I am 100% of my business, I mean, I would say maybe 90% of my business is online. And I I teach people the importance and the value of using your platform to build a business. But there's a difference between using your platform to build a business and using social media to just receive information and take in information. And so the reason I say to limit your scrolling is because you can choose what you take in. And a lot of times, if you think about the pros versus the cons for just constantly scrolling, a lot of times the cons outweigh the pros. So think about this, okay? So some things that come from just mindlessly scrolling. Negativity, like seeing things that are negative on your newsfeed, comparison, okay? So you think about, oh, well, this person's doing this and this person's doing that. And oh, this person I haven't seen in years and years is doing like, look at this great thing they're doing with their life. And I'm not there yet. And you know, whatever it is, like, look at her, look at him, like comparing, comparison. Why do you need that? Like, honestly, if you are looking to the one voice and you are looking to the one person for your value and your affirmation and your direction, why are you looking at the lives of other people? Okay. 
I'll just leave you with that. So comparison, drama, you don't need the drama, um, offense, opinions, like these are just some of the things that when you're scrolling, that is what, that is the information you take in. Why do you need that? Because it only makes you feel less than. And if you're truly getting your 100% worth and identity and value from who the Lord says you are, and you have clarity over the direction he has for your life, you literally have to put on blinders and go and do what God has called you to do and go and live out the purpose you have. And it will give you so much joy if you stop comparing to other people. Okay. So that is number two, just talking about limiting your social media scrolling. Um, Stop allowing so many messages to come in. Also unsubscribe from your emails. Oh my goodness. Unsubscribe from all the emails that you don't need constant messages. Think about everything you've signed up for that you've ever had to put your email in for and you're getting bombarded with all kinds of email messages. Unsubscribe. It is too much noise. Guard your energy and your time. Okay. Number three is be willing to be different. Okay. Number three, be willing to be different. If you are getting into God's word, you will quickly realize that there is going to be something about you that's, that has to be different. There's something about you that has to be set apart, that doesn't go along with the status quo, that doesn't feel like they have to um, keep up with the Jones, that doesn't feel like they have to say yes to this and say yes to that, and you should be doing this and you should be doing that. Like, If you're willing to be different, you're going to look different. Like you are going to, your life is going to look different. But ask yourself, who told you that you needed to do a certain thing? Like who told you that? Who told you you needed to do a certain thing or to be a certain thing? If you're looking to the one voice, that is the only voice that you should listen to, okay? So listen to, the one voice I talked about in episode 21 um, about the opinions of other people. And one of the things about being willing to be different is sometimes the people who will speak into our life are the ones that we love and that we care about. You may have family members or you may have great friends or you may have other people that you admire, but maybe you don't need to listen to their voice. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Just because there are people who we love or there are people who love you who are well-meaning people does not mean that you have to listen to their voice. I remember like when we were about to adopt, actually, um, one family member and um, a couple friends, like separate conversations, separate situations that were like, Monique, are you sure? I really do not think that this is a good idea. I don't think that this is wise. Like, People who I love and admired who respectfully, I said, well, thank you. I appreciate your opinion. But if you know that God is calling you to something or you know that you are so focused on something, even if it's like your spouse, you know, sometimes maybe if you're so clear on the one voice, maybe recognizing, hey, I've got to listen to this one voice above everything else. It doesn't matter who the person is, like if you're listening to the one voice, you should be able to step confidently into what you know that you're doing, okay? 
even with my kids, like, it's so funny because my kids will be like, Ma, we are the only one who can't do this, this, or this. Mom, I am the only one who doesn't have a phone in my entire grade. Mom, I am the only one who is not going to this party. Mom, I'm the only one, whatever it is. My kids are constantly telling telling me that. And I, it's funny because I'm like, you should know by now that that is not going to work with me. Um, because I'm okay with that. Like, I am okay with us being the only one. I am okay with us being the only one who isn't saying yes to all these things going on and um, a jam-packed schedule and going along with things just because. Like the peer pressure, there should be no peer pressure. Like there should be nothing but the one telling you what you need to be doing in your life. And it doesn't matter if you feel like everyone else is doing it. This is like If you need to borrow my confidence for a second, like this is Mama Mo here giving you full permission to be willing to be different. It is okay if you are the only person not doing that thing. Like this is your full permission to to do that, to be different. And in order to listen to the one voice, you are going to be different. So you need to know that in order to listen to the one voice, you are going to be different. Okay, so. That is what I had to share with you today. So to recap, what we talked about, number one is to get into God's word. Number two, limit your scrolling of social media. And number three, be willing to be different. So next episode, I'm actually going to be starting a series. I'm super excited about all about leadership. So I'm going to talk about leadership specifically in the network marketing space. But if you are anybody who needs tips on leadership, I've got some great people who I'm interviewing that I'm excited to chat with you about that. But thanks again for joining the podcast and go out and make a kingdom impact. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Identity Podcast. I'd love for you to stop and do two things right now. First of all, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Secondly, go to moniquescript.com to find all the ways that we can stay connected. I do one-on-one coaching, group coaching, or you can be part of our Elevate coaching community. Until next time, go and make a kingdom impact.